everyone, and welcome back to another episode of My Dog Has Please. Joining me today is Carlos. Hello, hello. Hello, Carlos. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So, do you know what topic we're talking about today? Yes. You do not. On, yes, I always do. I'm always super prepared. I've got everything ready to go. Okay. And uh, I don't have you in the loop, as always. Keep you guessing Tell a little me. bit. So, you know what you don't have at home? The one thing you're missing that you should have? As the next thing to get a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> I no. actually want one too. And especially because of this, because we have little dogs coming here all the time. Little, little itty bitty small dogs. That's what you should get next time. You have a cat, dog, bird, I mean, and a, a small mini dog. dog. And a mini dog. It'll ride the Roomba. <laughs> have you heard of Klikais? They're like mini huskies. Yes. We have one. There's one little guy that, um, or no, she's a female uh, looking to work with soon. They're so cute. Yeah, they are. They don't grow. They're tiny. Oh, my goodness. They're tiny, skinny, tiny. <sighs> They're like. Why? You want one? That's what you want? No. Well, we used to go to these walks down in uh, Toronto. And there was like a whole clique group that came. And there was like 12 of them. I was like, what is where did these miniature huskies come from? It was awesome. I had no up? idea about anything. Um, it used to be called, well, I don't know. It used to be. I'm pretty sure if it ever started up again, it would be called Pause on the Shore, which is what it was. And we met up every, I think it was the last Sunday of the month. And it was open to dogs and their owners. And you just come. It was a free event. There was different um, walking groups, like not walking groups, sorry. There was different locations that we used to go to. So it was pretty cool. I liked it. Wait, wait, wait. If you were to get a small dog, that's the breed you'd go for? Wow. Did you hear anything I said about the paws on the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I No, I want to know what small dog you, you'd get. I have so many here that I would just kidnap easily. But hmm. I don't, you don't know. You, I so I never chose You don't work with many of them on top of that. You mostly no. work with larger breeds. Yeah, you're the small but dog expert know. and I'm like the big dog. <laughs> I want to know. Uh, I don't Which have one? a breed in mind. If I was to get a small dog, I think it would just happen to happen. Um, just like I've kind of gotten all my animals. They just kind of happen to happen. So come on. Um, okay, we'll do we'll do elimination round. Okay, Shih Tzu, Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> well, then these questions. One. Then people who are listening to this are going to be like, oh, she picked a Yorkie over a Shih Tzu. She picked a Shih Tzu over a Yorkie. Oh, What's so wrong okay. with my dog? I know, and you know what? I'm using my own little reverse psychology there because I know you're gonna be like, "Oh, the first one she chose was Yorkie, so she's okay." So it's the the Shih Tzu, and okay, so so next, Shih Tzu. She chose the toy poodle. (laughs) (laughs) She chose the Um, toy poodle over the rat terrier. Oh, I probably go for for toy something, toy a toy Yorkie. They're so cute, man. Oh God. Um, No, I'm not a person. Um. I so that dog that you have coming to your place, the little Chihuahua with the long hair. Oh yeah, she's oh Ava. Yeah, yeah she's so she's, cute. She's super cute. Like oh my gosh, she's coming here tomorrow morning. I wouldn't mind one of her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you go. There you go. We got but, it. Um, I don't first. have a preference. Like, look at Amelia. She's a mutt. Like, you know, I had someone reach out the re- like recently asking me what kind of dog this was on my website. <laughs> I was like. Oh well, she is. All okay, well, there, that's dogs. that's good. There's a bunch. There are a bunch of mutts on uh, petfinder.com, and um, 
I put all the little ones on the on the Lilo's Club website so you can have a look. Actually, Boston there's a terrier look just are, like Amelia. Would you consider a Boston Terrier as a little dog? Like, is there a weight limit for Boston? you? That yeah, yeah. Usually caps at 20, 25. I know for for a pet finder they they're small oh, dog that's... categories up mm. until twenty five. Okay. Um, but I'm sending you a small dog that actually looks like Amelia, probably oh, a mutt, a miniature. Um, yeah, miniature <laughs> Mia. Clearly, that's tiny. <laughs> My do not disturb is not on right now. That's terrible. Let's uh, put that on. <laughs> check her out. She's actually really, really cute. What is she? What do they put? Yeah, they put hound mix. So there he goes. Another mutt. Hound. Uh, oh. this is a dog that you were working with. Oh my God, look at her face. No, this is a, a <gasps> dog looking for a home. Beanie. <laughs> That's cute. Look at her ears. Oh my God, it's wild. They put, you know, yeah, street dogs, female. they have a look. Like Amelia. Yes. Every yeah. other street dog that you see, they're like, oh, that dog looks like Amelia. And you're just like, is it a rescue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot cake. Yep. Okay. We yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, But you are right. This segment, this episode is all about small dogs because you are a small dog expert. You work with a lot of small dogs. And a lot of times um, I just feel that small dogs are like forgotten, like in the sense that they're not forgotten, they're there, but they're forgotten in the sense that like we need to do things with them. You know, we need to enrich their lives. We need to help them make like make them uh, feel fulfilled. But I feel like that gets forgotten. We just like the why though? Stuff. I don't know why. And, you know, a lot of times when we have small dog problems, um, you know, they say, oh, the dog has a uh, big dog syndrome, small dog, small dog syndrome. Sorry, <laughs> small dog. The small dog thinks he's a big dog. Um, yeah. And it's not that. It's just that their feelings have gone um, ignored for so long or they don't they don't choose to look after it. They just pick the dog up and walk away. And you're not really getting to the root cause of the problem. And then you have a dog now who's little, who, you know, sees the world as a big giant place and an owner who's maybe not very in tune with what's going on or thinks it's cute or for whatever reason, right? Like no shade on the owner, but I'm just saying this episode, we are going to be talking about the small dogs and how not to forget them. Yeah. Cause it's, I, I want to put it on the size a little bit, but if I think of a hamster, you got a hamster and then you, you get a hamster wheel, you get stuff for the, for the hamster to do. So what is it about the small dogs that, uh, uh, what do you it, see yeah, coming they, a lot? What What are some of your? Uh, do you have like a common problem that you see with your small dog clients? Yeah, which is probably very similar to bigger dogs, but for some reason not as common. Which is enrichment. It's usually enrichment uh, and throw in socialization within that. Actually, actually, more so specifically socialization than anything. Yeah. So. Um, going back to pause on the shore. So I kind of have my own little walking thing going on right now. And it happens every other week. Um, and if you looked on my social media, you'll see that there are a lot of bigger dogs there. And I do reach out to the small dog people. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know, um, I sent an email out recently just saying like, you know, you're receiving this email because um, either you've attended a walk, you've showed interest in a walk, or I think you would be a great fit for the walk. And I have targeted some of the small dog people because usually when I'm training with them, our relationship is still there. They will reach out. They'll say like, Harry and I have a problem, um, but I don't see them again. I don't see them wanting to interact um, and or not them interact, but, you know, the dogs bring them out and stuff. And I'm just like, hmm, like where where do we fall off on this? I, I think it, it has to be. Yeah, still on. I have a bigger dog. 
need I need to spend a bit more time or dedicate a little bit more effort in in doing things. And I don't know if it's because a bigger dog is likely to be more destructive or or the people they're afraid that because someone sees they they have a bigger dog that uh, they need to be even more relaxed and calm and and yeah, quote, I guess unquote, well behaved. I don't more know. in your face. <laughs> I don't know. It, it depends a lot on the on the pet parents too, because if I think about it, I would want a smaller dog because in general, maybe I can target a breed that's potentially a little less um, active because I'm not the most most active. But I don't know if that's the case for most owners. I probably say most of them just want a small dog that's more of a lap dog as opposed to you probably yeah. don't see a husky as a as a lap dog or a shepherd thing. Yeah, I'm going to get a lap dog. Let's get a shepherd. But a yeah. Shih Tzu, you're probably a little more correlated to lab dog. And they right. can be, but yeah, take them for that walk and then they will be. If anything, yeah. they'll get tired probably faster than a Shepherd. Yeah. They still need they still need that. I don't know. And I found the exact same thing as you, even with the indoor play session sessions. I felt like they they would attend until maybe they felt like their dog was great and they didn't need to, but it's still a great outlet to maintain it. Yeah. Um, but I also know that life gets in the way. But there's yeah, I think there's maybe slightly a different mentality between the two I think the two so. breeds. Yeah. I think so. Like, you know, the the pocket dogs, you can kind of put them in your purse, walk around the mall, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That's a form of enrichment, right? But like yes. sometimes the physical. I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Yes, you do this. Um, you've got to show these people your wagon. Um, oh, it's so funny. Too bad people on a podcast can't see the wagon. But it's okay. There is a wagon, folks. And there was four little dogs in it. And they went for a parade around the uh, the mall. It was cute. Oh, um, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a form of enrichment. But like their physical needs still need to be met, right? Um, and I was thinking about this the other day, like. <laughs> We talk about um, enrichment a lot because it's we do this all the time. It's it's just so lacking. Uh, we don't think about it. And the reasons why we we talk about enrichment, um, or let me rephrase this. Uh, how do I rephrase this, Carlos? What I'm trying to say is we should be thinking of enrichment as um, you know helping our dog to enjoy their time here instead of oh my god, this dog is acting nuts. We need to like calm this dog down like what can I do um it shouldn't be that way it should be that I want you to you know um I want you to be happy and I want you to do things that well, you that's enjoy. that's what's what's happening with your walk because I have clients whether small or big dogs that really grasp that before even before it's even introduced by us and I think the people that really get that will probably never meet because they're already doing those things but the true. people that are coming to to your walks they're loving they it doing it because they're yeah, enjoying, do they oh, feel like they need to or because they they want to? What I gets think, them to even sign up? So the walk is a safe place, right? And my walk, it's total chaos. I'm not going to lie. This is a guided walk where I am the guide and I will help if an opportunity arises, but I'm not going out there looking for like opportunities where we're going to work on something. I want it to be enjoyable. I want it to be enjoyable for the dog and I want it to be enjoyable for the person. So I have noticed that like, you know, when I look behind me, I see, um, you know, owners talking to each other and, you know, the dogs are, they're making friends, people and dog alike. And I'm like, I love it. Um, and that's like, that's what I want. I want people to come out and do things because yeah. they want to, they enjoy it. It's not, because they have to. It's not an obligation. Your dog shouldn't be an obligation. Enriching their lives shouldn't be an obligation. Physical needs, just going back to this, like, you know, um, we all have these trackers on our watches, our phones, you know, keeps track of our steps and, you know, what our daily, if you wanted to, what our calories would be. Um, all these, this data about our life, our well-being. And when you look at a dog, 
like, where's their tracker? You know, like, where is something to say, you know, the dog should be getting between 30 and two hours of exercise. It should, you know what I mean? Not in a chunk, but split it up a day. Um, it could be 30 minutes of chasing a ball around the house, not throwing it, playing fetch, I mean, but like just nudging it around, but like doing some physical activity, going for a walk around the block, going for a hike in the forest, you know, um, cruising around a, a park and just letting them smell, but they should be getting out and doing different things. And I think um, you're right. Like the clients that I think who would be, who, who are ideal for us, they don't exist for us because they're already out there doing all the great things. Um, and then the clients that we do have, we're teaching them and it's great, but it's like, I don't, just don't know how we can reach them before it gets there. Um, if you know what I'm saying, like before it gets to the point where it's like, Hey guys, like we need to talk about enrichment. And then I think they see it as work. Well, something, something small, because um, I know, for example, vets aren't necessarily sending people home with a snuffle mat or a food puzzle. You know, they'll send them with a bag of food that they promote. But what about the the kinds of products that that'll without even getting the person to do anything out of their way? Um, just put this in a in a puzzle instead of a yeah of a of a bowl. <clears throat> like that's that's a small ask, and I still don't see it in a lot of pet parents, even though they they have yeah. the puzzles. But yeah. I think a lot of it is yeah boils down to it takes a bit of a bit of extra work but I think the ones with bigger dogs are nudged a little bit more Man, to do I think it. little dogs though are cute and they're easy to uh to entertain. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything is so miniature. <laughs> like, yeah. If you were to get into a room like if you got on your knees and you played with a dog and that like you don't need a lot of space. Like no. you know a 6 foot space would be like you'd be fine. You just toss the ball they come back like you don't need a ton of space um it should be so easy and i wish it was um but speaking of like enrichment you have put together something on on a, a your website um of things to do with your dog correct enrichment ideas yeah a bunch of um a bunch of them but now i'm thinking a lot of them are diy is perfect is is that also something that gets in the way where you know what i have to get creative and, and, and put people. this together or um yeah, I, yeah. Trying yeah. to figure out because yeah, with with small dogs, it's it's pretty easy, but uh, it takes it still takes a bit of or effort or I guess initiative more so in that case. Yeah. Well, okay, let's go through that list today. Yeah. And so tomorrow again. Let's next... give people an idea of like a, a a day with you. So like clients come to you and they're like, hey, you offer a drop in um program, right? And you do some enrichment with the dogs. So mm -hmm. give us like an example of like what that looks like when from the time they drop off, what you're doing with the dog, just to, you know, just show people that it's not 24 hours in a day that you're actually doing something with this dog. You're doing little bits at a time that add up. Right. Normally for most of them, unless it's it's for training a specific behavior or in the case where they just can't handle the world, I normally will just let them come in and even just spend the next the first maybe what 10, 15 minutes just sniffing around, mm -hmm. settling, because unless they're coming here every day, it's still new enough. And of course there's been other dogs here where they're trying to get used to what's what's going on. And then once they've settled, if I can, I'll we'll go for a walk. Because I know they, they also haven't seen me very often. So I know we need to bond in some way. And a walk is is great. And they take a, a break from being here a little bit. Otherwise, once I know them and, and you know, we're pretty familiar and I know that they're okay with whatever, we'll usually kick off with the walk. But then once we come back in, 
oh that's when the fun stuff or unless we go to the mall and yeah like with the wagon and yeah. for them like you said it's it's enriching enough uh, otherwise we'll be here and yeah we'll bring out a puzzle two puzzles or um a lot of scent related activities mm -hmm. where because that's so easy to do right and yeah. you could just bring out like two cups put a treat in under one cup and then you got a scent uh, a nose work game um that they that they enjoy um and especially if you can bring that outdoors with you i mean right now it's getting a bit cold but i was hoping to set up some agility equipment outside because that's a lot of fun too mm -hmm. um but a lot and of like, yes even things in the environment could be you know agility Easily. for them right because like yeah, they're so low to the ground if you if you step up on a curb boom <laughs> yeah if i was with um uh toy yorkie just now and and uh right by where we were walking there was like a uh, a little space he could jump on and, and walk and it was quite narrow so he had to focus he had to think and yeah. he could have easily jumped off but he didn't he kind of took it head on and walked and where it was about to end and he could have jumped off he went he did it all the way and i was really really proud because his brain is so fast and i think that's also a big thing with little dogs they don't oh. have the biggest brain but everything also is is so big and daunting that they need to quickly respond to things otherwise you know, oh. they might get hurt or whatnot. So they think so fast yeah. that they don't ever really stop. So I often tell people to one thing I, I do do with a lot of these dogs, no, mar no matter what the issue is, is we go to the park or even just here where we just sit and just let the world go by for a lot of these little guys. I feel like they don't they don't get it, um, yeah. it enough. Yeah. I, um, side note, though, what you were saying just now um, about little dogs and how they're they're just so quick. So I don't know if you've ever noticed when you're training a little dog versus a big dog, a big dog, if they were working on like some basic behavior, it's predictable. You're able to see what the dog is going to do next with little dogs. I feel like it's like 10 times the speed. It's like if the yeah. dog was going to place like lay on a mat, um, a big dog would walk onto the mat and then slowly slink into it and lay down. Um, you can predict all of this. You can get the cue. Little dogs, oh my God, they walk on and bloop, they're just plopped down. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, they're so fast. And um, it's it's mind blowing. The <laughs> And they're they're bred to be. They're bred to be to be fast. We were walking and we saw a mouse and I like I, I went, there's no way I'm gonna redirect you from this. I'm gonna make sure you can't get to the mouse, but your state right. of mind, I, I'm not winning against this. So I have to just you know keep keep going. But this is what He's wired to do catch something that's probably even faster than yeah. <laughs> than him, um, and yeah, they're small for for a reason. I don't think back then they were bred small for cuteness. Maybe some breeds, but most of them probably so they could fit somewhere and be faster than whatever they're trying to to catch and get rid of, right? So um, yeah, you have to be. I guess in a way, for some dogs, I try to slow down their environment. Where that's why I'll use a wagon, right? It slows yeah. things down for them. I'll pick them up slows things down and then okay let's try again but yeah i i can't fault them for feeling like they have to move so quick because the whole world around them is just yeah. really daunting oh yeah i know it could be overwhelming um so in addition to your um your sessions you do during the day with the dogs that are one-on-one -on -one with you you also have a play group that you set up you coordinate with other uh dogs in your area yeah, right now it's it's tricky because of the weather, but I know a lot of the dogs that live around here are still getting together, which I'm, it's it's really exciting to see because it's like they're a little social group and it's mostly small dogs. So that worked out um, beautifully. And sometimes I'll join them with whatever dog I, I have here. But I, I really urge people to try to find the equivalent of that in their neighborhood or to, to create it. Because um, I do have something else where it's coming out soon where people are going to be able to look 
based on their postal code for other small dogs in their area. Oh, cool. So they can socialize, go for walks, even based on demeanor, gender, um, so that they can they can have that because sure, your dog can be friendly with one or two dogs, but let's let's grow that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not? Um, yeah. The more, the merrier. Um, yeah. Lastly, to help facilitate some of this enrichment and make it easier for people, you've also recently launched a rental program for puzzle oh, toys. Yeah, that's that's just starting now. It's a lot of fun because I get that it's expensive to just buy a puzzle, and you know what? I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but if even without renting or having to buy a new puzzle, you can still make the one that you have feel yeah. new if you just get a little creative like throwing it in a box and burying it with toys and and um towels and whatnot eventually the dog will figure that out too but yeah um, you, you yeah, know what i, I know... like about your program yeah. though why i think it's so beneficial is because a lot of times we do spend money and we buy these puzzles and oh. puzzle toys are not cheap right um no. you get like level one and then you go into the more challenging ones um but once your dog has mastered the puzzle toy, it's no longer challenging for them. So it is nice to see that they could find something temporarily. Use they can it, upgrade. Right? And yeah. then just switch it out. And then it always keeps it nice and fresh. Because if someone had to go out and buy all these puzzle toys and rotate them, like you and I both know, we don't have enough space in our house for the things that we need to conduct trainings. Like, you know, to show uh, clients, like this is, these are some of the ideas you can do. And these are some of the things that you can use. Um, we don't have enough space. So imagine that. Because it's the, it's the same with training. A lot of people will, will train uh, the sit command, right? And then after, uh, after three seconds of sitting, they'll release it. And then that's, mm -hmm. that's as far as the dog ever goes. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, oh, we, whenever they tell me that they do have a puzzle, I probably figure that they have either stopped using it or uh, the dog still uses it but it's no longer really a challenge for them because yeah. they just don't people just don't know how to take it to the next level but there's ways and now for the people in the area there's there's also a way to to rent yeah. something that even if it's not necessarily more difficult but new novelty is is yes. huge, huge yes that's why we always say rotate toys out as well right because uh, whatever yeah. your dog hasn't seen and you bring it out they're like oh my god look at that new toy it's not new. It's just been missing yeah. for some time. Um, I was just barbecuing outside and I had Rue with me. For those of you who don't, who don't know, Rue is my cat. Um, and um, the trailer is parked in the garage and the trailer has toys for him and Amelia when we go out um, on our adventures and things. And so there's this one toy in there. I don't know if it has catnip in it. I feel like it doesn't because it's just <laughs> like... It looks like a burl, like it, it looks like a burlap little sack. Like it's like a skeleton of a fish, but it has like... Uh, yeah. I don't know the material of the of some of the uh, the sections of the fish and then there's like wooden parts so he remembers that this fish is in there because every time we go outside some some way he makes his way to the trailer and he stands on the step and he waits for you to open the door to go inside and the first thing he does is go and find that toy and he was sitting yeah. there with it um and like yeah, he's created a new puzzle there yeah you know what toys he actually likes the best the McDonald's toys of the little, uh, like, you know, uh, the cat and the dogs, like the um, the characters, but they were superheroes. So I went to McDonald's and I bought Happy Meals and I bought these toys for him. Great. He now I'm craving those. McDonald's. No, okay. I have well, to order you can reward yourself after this podcast. <laughs> <with some> McDonald's. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he loves it. And it's like, I, I rotate his toys out. Um. I have them like but I even, hide some. even with um even with the happy meal box like unless um you know don't leave them alone with it but that happy meal box has like a little lock mechanism or like um like the the lid at the top right you can close it 
and so that you can carry it almost like a purse right that's like that should be maybe not easy to open but easy for a doctor to very least shred their way through and and find a treat that you put inside because oftentimes i'll yeah i'll do a lot of takeout and i'm left with the with the paper bag i'm thinking you know what i could just toss two treats in here wrap it up fold it um you do that with your or even um, the wrapper yes you do that with is it with wrappers or you do it with something else where you just put it all throughout the room oh (laughs) it was packaging paper from uh equipment that i bought it's massive it takes up the whole living room yeah and they they love it cat (laughs) both cat and tunnel yeah Yeah. just yeah jumps around but that's that's what yeah i'll shoot myself in the foot because you don't have to rent a a new puzzle or or buy one i'm sure most people can just but it it is a nice it's a nice offering you know um especially if people are new to puzzle toys and they don't want to really invest because they think exactly what i said like they're going to get used to the toy and they're going to master it in two seconds and it's not going to be useful anymore at least they have this opportunity to swap them out with you try them out um you know and then do the diy stuff it doesn't hurt um so i think it i think it is beneficial i don't think you're shooting yourself in the foot i I have a toy downstairs that um i bought for amelia but then I saw Rue really taking a liking to it and it it became his toy. It's his puzzle toy. It's a it's like the colors of um it's like red and blue. I have never seen this toy again, this puzzle toy. Um and it's like half moon domes and you just move the domes and you just move like little sliders, but it's not like any of the other toys that I've seen. Nothing special about it. Um you know, and I'm using it for my cat. Uh and that's yeah. It's not a dog, but, you know, every animal out there is doing something um, that fulfills them and makes them feel good. And, um, you know, we don't have behavioral issues because of it. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think I have 13 or 14, 15 puzzles now. And one of them is a cat puzzle, but I can't I can't really think of a big I can't think of one food puzzle where I would go. Yeah, cat couldn't figure this out. Yeah. And, and vice vice versa. So I'm going to start also looking specifically cat food puzzles. So I'm sure I'm going to find some cool ones there too that no one mm-hmm. has seen before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they have these cat uh, puzzles that the food goes around in like in a circle, like a slide. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, there's a pretty cool. I've like a lot of times when I'm working with small dogs as well, I do tell clients, go check out the cat section. You're well, I use those there. um the the cat treats, the deliver uh cat yeah. treats that are I tiny. also used cat treats for dog training as well. I use the Churu. It's the uh the one that's in the tube and it has different flavors, chicken recipe, tuna, scallops, whatever. Um and I use that for walking um when I'm doing walking exercises, but definitely like if you have a little dog and you want to get a flirt pole and the flirt pole that they sell out there is for a large dog and you're like mm, this seems too big go out there and buy a cat pole a cat teaser pole they're gonna love it did just you try um what does amelia think of the catnip doesn't care does she smell amelia it? doesn't care about the catnip but she does really like rue's cat teaser poles and i bought a teaser pole that has like on the end of it you can change out the attachments so there's a mouse oh, yeah. there's one with like two two long colorful um strings feathers yeah. I, and oh, the feathers, Rue eats the feathers. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> he crunches them. You can hear him. Um, but Amelia mm. loves it. So the two of them play together with that. So, um, yeah. you know, if you have a little, go go out there and explore the options. Um, cat toys are usually like cheaper than dog toys as well. Um, and they will do really well for a little dog. And you were asking about the breed earlier, um, small dog breed, if if um, the one that you said had that meetup. Uh, click eyes, was it? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, there's one. One of them reached out asking um, a very good question about how to get uh, two dogs to to like each other. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? <laughs> I feel like that could be a whole other. There's whole a whole other, other episode, podcast, but... my friends. We're gonna have to but tap you... into this one later. <laughs> but you mentioned, um, yeah, like Rue and Amelia played together with that toy. But I, like uh, that's exactly it. Because I told them. You know, go for a walk, not necessarily side by side yet, but at yeah. least maybe like half a block away or, or whatnot, because I can't I can't think of a better way for two dogs to to bond, uh, you know, because yeah. most of them will will meet at a park or at someone's house, which is face to face. And then, OK, we're here. Either we play or we don't know what to do. And if we don't know what to yeah. do, that could turn into something else. So a walk, an activity, a puzzle together, or maybe each their own yeah. puzzle. Oh, so that's yeah. On huge. my walks that I have. um if there is an off-leash opportunity, so this is something that I started offering because I noticed that the dogs were getting along really well. And I thought, you know, we actually mm. stumbled upon an empty dog park one day. And that's how this kind of started. Um, so I now offer an off-leash opportunity and an on-leash only one. So if you feel uncomfortable and you're not sure, you don't want to, um, you know, feel left out or whatever your reason is, there is an option for both. Um, and before we go to the dog park, like... I don't know. I don't want to say it out loud because I'm going to jinx myself, but uh, knock on wood, it's always been empty when we are out there. And so the way we start our walk is all of us are together. All the dogs are walking. You know, they are assessing each other. They're, you know, either sm smelling the ground. Um, they want to say hello, but then we keep moving. So like, you know, forward momentum stops them from doing anything else. They, they kind of get to know each other on the walk. And then when we finally do get to the dog park, we can let them go. And they would have had already built up a really nice yeah. relationship. Um, yeah. So that everybody feels safe uh, with with what's happening. And, you know, I have one client in particular and she um, she's usually hesitant about her dog being off leash with other dogs. And the first couple of times she didn't let her dog off leash. And then, the you know, I think it was the second or third time um, she was like, I think I'm going to let him go. And I was like, go for it. I don't think anything is going to happen because they've already met each other a few times. They went on walks together, um, you know, so I think I think they do really well. And they did. Yeah, because um, I'd rather go for a a drink with someone yes. or play a game with someone like side by side yes. than to go for a face to face job interview. Because yes. um, that's what a lot of these dogs. OK, I'm, I'm meeting you. And then what now? Like, yeah, get exactly. Moving, get, Take get it them easy. Doing something. So in the case yeah. of the clique guys, um, no pressure. Right. Just go out, yeah. have some fun. Don't force them to be with each other. A lot of times, even with humans, when you do not force the relationship, that dog ends up being your best friend. But when you act uh, yeah. too needy and clingy, the dog's like something's up with you. <laughs> Not really liking yeah. this, uh, you know, all of this. Um, but yeah, with the click eyes, I would say we will save this one. We're going to park this one for we'll dive deeper into this uh, about making friends, because, you know, there is also mm -hmm. another side of it where maybe they don't they're not friends. Maybe they don't get along. So what do we do in that case? Right. Um, but yeah. I would start with, you know, you 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 meet someone and you don't you don't go on vacation right away. Right. You yeah. go for tea. So go for tea. Go to Tim Hortons. Grab something <laughs> and then go for a walk. No pressure. You yep. know, let your dogs right. kind of assess each other at a distance. If they if they walk past each other during the walk, it's great. If one wants to be in front, go ahead. Like it's not a big deal. Just enjoy the moment. Don't put so much pressure on it. Usually mm -hmm. things happen organically and the dogs will let you know. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Uh, well, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this little small dog session. 
<laughs> um, and uh, we will be back with uh, some more information on the Klikai, um question. But until next time, happy training. Bye-bye.